Hello and welcome into the So Rare Data Show. I am Andrew Laird. You can find me as Lairdino on So Rare. Today it's Friday. Mike Basson. It's Friday. It's 5 p.m. in the UK. It's just a game o'clock. Um, Mike wasn't first in though. Thanks everyone for coming in. So Rare Malta. Go directly to jail. Do not pass go. Do not collect your threshold. Good old Monopoly joke for our game category, game discussion today. Ben Johnson said, my favorite game, baseball, is back in a month. I was going to say, I think Ben just outed himself uh, age-wise, but maybe not. We'll see. Um, and Raul, also on the podium. Hey, Lair, just to let me know, why, why is Granada as a no-game on server data? Uh, they don't have a game this week. I believe their match against Valencia was, well, it's postponed. Maybe they'll play this game week. I don't think it's been announced yet. Maddie Sorer, what's up? Um... Jack P come on, coming in. Zoras. Zoras. Hello. Rikamon. Stefano. Hello, everyone. Simo. It's fucking Friday. Oh, I probably I probably shouldn't have said all of that since you use the stars, but uh, there it is. Uh, it's Wilson. Matty boy. What is up, Jacob? Appreciate everyone coming in. Your name. What's up? Kev Heard. Wahab Rewards Day. Good luck to everyone, particularly Gator Guy 231, who won All-Star Rare Pro with a late game hammer of uh, some her San Freccia Hiroshima guys. Braden, what's up? Ben, 25, still barely a young man. You are very young to like baseball. Um, just kidding. Just kidding. Don't want to throw shade on baseball too much. Many said, Sora just announced they'll introduce extra data points to better place cards in the correct tiers for the rewards. Well, it better late than never, I guess. Sheesh. Carrie, hello. Ben Cook. Miguel, first time live. Welcome. Welcome. Surfula, what is up? Red or dead? Appreciate everybody coming in. I have to say, um, if you're watching this live, like in the live chat, it's I, I, I appreciate when people come in and like say hi in the live chat just to know like who's here. And it's just fun. Then everybody in the chat knows you're here, which, you know, what do we have to hide? We play a Web3 game where everything's on the blockchain. We shouldn't be hiding anything except your seed phrase. Keep that. Agent Cooper said, Petroli conceded a goal. I cursed him at the Surfula chat the other day. Frankly, I I, th I saw he conceded and I was like, it must, Opta must be crazy. Um, Mike Basson said, Cavalina was subbed off at halftime for Locomotive Zagreb. Oh, that's no good. I don't have them, but yeah, no good. Mike Callahan, what's up? See, now now everybody's coming in. I love this. Surface, hello, Parrot Press, Limpy, see? That's right, Soror Soul. You better say hi then. Ooh, what is this? NJM. That's what I would say. Ian, appreciate this. I, not damn those lurkers, but like, I appreciate it. I was a lurker for a long time. I get it. I get it. But let's hang out. And yeah, Alex Wilson, Magnus Matson season. Let's go. Let's go. Um, Matthew said 1 a.m. in Singapore, but not missing out on this. Wow. That is, but thank you. Thank you. Um, so you pronounce this the German way. Is it pronounced foosball? Hey, everyone. Um, I assume Keith will open the Mbappe right at, uh, well, it's 2 p.m. my time. It'll be an hour and 56 minutes. I don't know if he'll do it live or not, but, um, Albrico said, this is the day Jonas Hoffman will be back in the starting 11. I don't even think I played mine. Yeah. See, well, look at this. Step 84 in Singapore as well. See, here we go. Here we go. Uh, anyway, I want to shout out, um, oh, Investor Durr here as well. Um, and Mike Bassett said, Keith's getting another trend. So the topic of today is a dedication to my good friend, Scosmo. And what's up, Harry Trades? Um, Milkrain said, has anyone else gotten burned by the Valencia and Levante postponements? Surely that has to be an intended pun, right? Surely. Carrie um, said, I've got 25 minutes and then St. Pauli takeover. Okay. Um, so anyway, so the, the topic of today, it's just a game. Uh, this came up a little bit yesterday in, on, uh, Sora Andrews with Nashi, and it was something I was going to talk about anyway. So, uh, Kev, don't worry, don't worry. We're on a top. We're about to be on a topic, but we're, we're not going to stay here. 
But anyway, the concept that so rare is just a game pisses a few people off and Scosmo is one of them. And I love Scosmo and we've talked about this. There's nothing to like hash out, but he was like, I really hate it when people say this, that it's like, it's just a game. And I say it all the time. And I think what's interesting about that phrase is that game is not the problem in that sentence. It's the just part. It's just a game is not true because we all have all this money in and we're all losing our money. And uh, that's not, that's not good. This is so Alex Wilson's right. It is a game. And the reason why the, it's just a game pisses people off is because it sounds like it's a way to justify the bad things that have happened. Uh, Parapress says it's a way of life. And Carrie said, so rare is life. Yeah. See, so this is why we're all here. That's why we're all here. But the, I was going to like apologize for saying that like it's just a game, but I'm not going to do that because if I've learned anything from my good friend, Andy Black, is that you should never apologize and just double down. Daniel Cooper said football is also just a game. So yeah, there you go. Uh, but really what, what comes out of this conversation is that we have to recognize we're playing a game. Now, that doesn't mean that the money involved in the game doesn't matter and that falling card values in most cases is okay and that we shouldn't worry about it. Like, I think a lot of times when I have said, so where's just a game, people hear that and they're just like, well, fuck off. S sorry for swearing, but that's the reaction, to be honest. And so the... I recognize that 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 language is not helpful for some people. And it probably isn't even accurate, the whole it's just a game, even though <clears throat> it's just a game. Um, so the, the conversation that we had yesterday with Nashi, and if anybody hasn't listened to that, uh, I've, I've told multiple people this. I think that was one of the best Sower Andrews we've had in a long time. And I think Nashi's perspective is was great. And it, he provided kind of a, uh, an angle that maybe not everyone has, has tried to view so rare through on angle. I don't know that I, I messed that up, but anyway, he, he's looking at so rare a little differently than a lot of people. And I really appreciated him coming on to kind of explain it because I think it was really important how he did it. And so Basically, the conversation was this new SoRare idea where we are competing for cash in some places and competing for cards in others, and those cards can help us win cash, kind of uh, define success, or at least gives us in a better idea of how we know we're doing well in the game. And so that become that that goes back to one of the biggest problems in the so rare game over the last year or even two, I kind of forget how long this downturn has been. It feels like it's been a thousand years, but there were basically, we, we basically got to the point where because card values or excuse me, because rewards were mostly cards and because card values were declining, we would win cards and see our gallery values decline. And then it became really difficult to know if you were good at the game. And losing less than others doesn't sound like a fun game to be a part of. And so what we have to remember is there are basically two times in So Rare that have made it almost impossible to really to know how good you are in this game. And we're in one of those times. And so Nashi made a kind of a point that because of when he and Andy and I and a lot of other people joined the platforms, a lot of people who are in the chat here, that just because we joined early, we look successful. And we look like we're really good at this game because we were able to buy cards when only 
a few hundred or a few thousand people were looking for cards instead of tens of thousands, but there were also significantly fewer cards to have. So at the time where we joined, the, the, the supply and demand was kind of appropriate. And then we had this NFT boom and all of this money came in and there was significantly more demand than supply. And when that happened, I thought I could sell a Jao Felix rare card for 100 ETH. And while we didn't quite get there, I looked successful. I looked like I was really good at the game because I had my cards that I bought for, let's call it $100, and now they were worth $10,000. And I didn't do anything to get those cards to be worth anymore. It was just that it happened. And so that that people who joined at that time basically joined at the peak. And if they were really good at the game, they still should have been able to see some sort of value increase. And they didn't because prices have progressively declined basically over the last two years. And so the the difficulty of of the of a run up in prices and a run down in prices is that we've lost the ability to know if we're good at this game. And you can say like, yeah, I won rewards, but I also have won rewards that are worth significantly less than the cards that I used to win those rewards, which were probably better than, you know, the cards were better. So the move to the cash contests gives us an opportunity to have like a stable reward value. And we know that if we spend X amount of money on cards to win a very specific Y number of dollars, euros, ETH, whatever, it's easier for us to know if we're doing well in the game. Now, not everyone's good at the game. Most people are not good at the game. That doesn't mean that they don't have good, uh, you know, they don't have a good time doing it. Their peripheral benefits that they could get, jerseys, tickets, whatever. And the, the way that we are going to move forward is that it's just going to be easier to know if you're good at the game. And that's really healthy for the game itself. That doesn't mean that all of our card values are going to skyrocket. Like what's happened previously may not ever happen again. We have no idea. But the the it's just a game part of it is becoming a little easier now because we can see if we play this game well, we can succeed. And so the reason that Scosmo got angry at me, and he, I mean, maybe he got angry. He didn't come off directly angry to me. But the reason that the it's just a game feels bad is because people put in a lot of money and maybe they feel like they have been good at the game, but value wise, it looks like they're not. And I think the problem, and this is actually not directed at Scosmo, but there are lots of people who came in, bought cards, were bad at the game, and then saw their cards, card values tank. And they've decided to blame the game, not themselves. And that's that's the problem that that gets addressed with it's just a game. And you have to realize that buying cards is only part of the game. And buying cards and seeing their prices decline is actually a very separate part of knowing if you're good at the game. Now, it sounds weird that, you know, if you bought a card for $100 and now it's worth 50, and somebody's like, actually, you are good at this game because it doesn't feel that way, but it's possible. And what we can do now with these cash prizes is know if we're good. I spent $1,000 on this lineup. I won 1,500 back. You still have the lineup. Like that is extremely successful. So it's just the, what's up, Scosmo? Just talking about you. So the, that, that's the issue that we have with the game. And I think that the new roadmap 
and the new rules will make it a little easier for people who are good at the game to feel like they're being to feel like they're being successful. And right now it's difficult to feel that way. And hopefully the move to more cash prizes at least at least gives people who who need that sort of verification of success to experience it. And now there're plenty of people who would rather win cards than cash. Like if the idea is like would you rather win $1000 or a card that's worth 700 now but could be worth 1700 in a year or zero. And so it at least gives us a path, a different ways to play this game and you can decide what success is. And maybe that helps justify, not justify, but it helps ease the decline of card values a little bit. I went off a little longer than I wanted to there. I apologize uh, for that. Let me catch up on the chat here. Um, okay. So Romalto says, it's like when you get mad at your team and your girlfriend tells you it's just a game, making you instantly want to leave her. <laughs> this is just like that. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Alex said, I do wonder someone with an addictive personality if I'll ever decide to limit my free time on So Rare. Why would you limit it? Um, and Mike says, it's more of a game than it has ever been. Yeah, I agree. Um, investor Dur, I believe so rare initial users were hardcore crypto users, where inevitably implies people that look to it as an investment speculation. Nowadays, so rare evolved into becoming a game. So I think there's definitely like the percentage of users who would identify themselves as crypto. I don't even want to say experts, but even just crypto interested in crypto the percentage of users is significantly lower now. Like very few people, I'm guessing, who had zero crypto experience joined early on. Now I joined in the November, December of 2020 with no crypto experience. I basically still don't know anything about crypto, but I would argue that from the day I joined and every subsequent day, the percentage of people who were like crypto first is lower and lower and now I don't know what the number is. I don't think anybody's joining so rare now because they're like, oh, cool, it's crypto. Like nobody's nobody's doing that. Maybe one person, but not many people. And so that's an interesting point that, yeah, if it if it was mostly crypto people, they looked at it as a investment speculation engine. And not to say you can't do that now. Like you can play the game that way of buying cards that you think will appreciate in value. But there was a time where that was just, it was easy just because like any card you bought went up. Like it was, it was dumb. And at no point during that run up was anybody like, maybe this shouldn't be the case because we were like, we'll just don't talk about it and it'll just go up forever. And it doesn't happen that way. And I'll give you the best example that I have from my own personal experience of I sold some cards during the Gary V boom, and then I was dumb enough to buy some as well. And I believe to this day, oh, I'm not. I was going to say, I thought to this day I was the, I spent the most ever on a Chris Durkin rare card, but apparently I am not. Uh, surely this is like some sort of wash trading mistake. Um, I can't imagine anybody would actually pay 0.538 ETH for a Chris Durkin, but Am I the highest here? Oh, I wasn't. I take that back. So I spent 0.216 on a Chris Durkin card once, um, $339. I actually bought two of them. I bought one. I mean, this is the clearest example of the boom right here. Like I bought this card, this Chris Durkin card for, what does I say, 90 bucks? Somehow I thought a Chris Durkin card was worth $90 at any point. And then I bought it again at 339 What is that? Three, March 1st. What does that say? The seventh, not even a month later. Why would anybody think that 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 Chris Durkin was worth that? Shout out to uh, PSU fans too who bought his unique then. But like I wasn't good at the game, I just got lucky. 
the the real here's a, a much better example. I bought a Hosem Awar, however you say his name. Surely that's not it. But he, he was one of the first buys I made on the platform. So this is like a positive. So I bought this card for $384, which felt insane at the time. And I sold it for $1,700. 38210. Not even a month. 384 into 1735. And I was on my way. Like that's basic that that sale right there helped fund almost like most of my gallery after that. That's not true, actually. I I've deposited plenty since then, but like that that sustained me for for months after that. Um anyway, Carrie says in the, the 29th of March yet, it is not, and it feels so far away. Um investor Dur says Nashi's perspective was spot on crystal clear. I thought he was great. Um, I really do. And Trippin B just wants to cancel the transition period. New rules now. Yeah. Blue Tomato said I should have taken the 99 ETH offer for Jao Felix, but I don't I don't think it's that bad. Rikomon said on a separate note, this reward update is actually bad as I think it's a way for them to hide how some new cards will be barely available in some comps. I don't know what what was the new update. Where did they put this? Right on so rare. <clears throat> Let's see. Adjustments to reward. Let's read it together. Is it long? Oh, no. Okay. I'd like to inform you of some small adjustments. We're introducing additional data points to accurately place cards. Going forward, this update helps us, for, in for instance, to better rank goalkeeper rewards in super rare and unique pools. You may notice small corrections across tiers within the live game week prize pools. I almost never look at the super rare and unique prize pools anyway. As part of our transition to Sora 2024 gameplay in August, we're simplifying how we allocate and display available player card supply and prize pools. A player's reward supply will now be shared across all competition prize pools. I thought they announced that already. Meaning, yeah, they won't show how many in each. Rikamon, honestly, I actually don't think that's that. That's bad. To like not know how many Judes are left in U23, I think that's okay. Um, yeah. Arthur said, it's just a game. If you're good, you win, which, yeah. Yeah. I I, I think that's okay. Um, Blue Tomato said, are you worried that when people find out that they aren't good at the game because now it's easier to see it, they'll leave? So that's a great question. And I, I think, I don't think, I don't think people will, leave any more than they leave now because of falling card prices. The game is really fun and it absolutely enhances your football watching experience. And with the ability to collect cards to win jerseys, like I think it's a really, really engaging game that people would pay to play. And that's what we're doing, basically. And so, and, and Nashi touched on this a lot yesterday, that the, and I think people kind of uh, misuse or, or too tightly define the jackpot element of the game. And then it's less about a jackpot of like winning tens of thousands of dollars, but it's actually just like winning when you're not supposed to win. And that will happen. It happens all the time. Like there are people you will see like the dumbest lineups literally win all-star rare. And you look at it and you're like, why would that lineup ever be made? And it just won. And for that person, they may not even know that they're bad, but they just won and that's good enough. And when that happens and you have enough people who are like, wow, look at that lineup. I can't believe that won. I can do that too. Whether they're good or not, they will play the game to try to do that. And I think you appreciate that sometimes that takes a while. And so if it doesn't work out over time, you know, in a few weeks or months, you're just like, well, I know that I'm kind of taking this long shot strategy and I'll just keep playing. And while I'm here, maybe I'll buy some of these other cards too, because that competition looks fun. And I think it's actually, I think the game, once you're involved in the game, I think it's really engaging. And this new setup, I think, will is makes it even stickier for users. Maybe I'm wrong though. 
Uh, KB97 said, I understand the sentiment that it's just a game takes responsibility off SoRare to manage their game in users' interests. Um, so I don't I don't think the it's just a game comes from SoRare. Like I think like I use it and I think a few other people do, but I don't think SoRare ever came out and we're like, don't worry about falling card prices values. Like it's just a game. Don't worry about it. Like they that doesn't come from them. And I do think that they have a, a significantly bigger role in things like that card values than they think. And although, or that they let on, uh, but I think the new structure at least makes card values a little easier to understand. Like these are good cards. They can help you win cash. So like I, you know, if you spend X amount of money on a lineup, what you're, you know, we have a very much clear expected value number that we can look at and say, okay, this is what I need to do to win back what I paid for. <sighs> um, Minito said cards only lose value when you sell them, which I guess is true. Excuse me. <clears throat> um, let's see. Sorry. Zuturd is here. Cash is king. Um, it's funny. You guys are saying that they're like basically being less transparent about the reward pools. Like, I, I guess that is true, but I, I just don't look at those things. Like I really, like there are times where you can see, you know, one card has three left and one has nine left and they still reward the one with three left. Like, I'm not sure really the game changes that much. I don't know, but that's just the way, the way I play it. Um, Rigamon said, I'm worried about the classic comps where they could hide what cards are actually available in the lower divisions. Um, yeah, I, I, I feel like we need to, to see it. Um, Trippin says cash prizes long overdue. Hate to admit it, but Surface was right. So I, I, I still disagree with Surface in the fact like Surface wanted all card rewards gone. And I think what they have is a, a nice medium. Um, oh, so Trippin B, this is, this was a mistake though. Like you knew this, this was literally a fat finger purchase. It was a, a rare, right? Yeah, there you go. I still can't believe they didn't give you your money back for that. Um, uh, Kev Hurd said, it's easy to differentiate the crypto guys when you see them sharing an NFT penguin with a fish on its head that went for 500 ETH or something that Mbappe yesterday looks cheap to them. I did see one of the, um, one of the replies to some, maybe with Pranksy's tweet about winning the the Mbappe yesterday. And somebody was like, it feels like, or sounds like wash trading. And it was like, we we can't wash trade with, with SoRare. Like you're buying from the primary market. Um, Trippin B, are you the top James Sands? Where did you get your James Sands? Looks like uh, Zora won the James Sands contest of buying. So look at me, look at that flip. 43 into 128. Let's go. Man, I'm good at this game. Anyway. Um, let's see. Yeah, the... The guy who won the in-season Prem Comp last week with Verbruggen. Did he actually win that? Um. Sora sold. Do Sora data plan to track Sora income auctions and secondary versus total prize pools cash given out? Uh, I mean, we have the the data. I don't think we're like putting it somewhere on the site for everyone else to track. Like anybody could have the data. Um, I actually don't know if we have the. I mean, I assume we have the data for secondary market because like not every secondary market transaction has a fee. Uh, I don't know if we have that or not to be honest. We might, I just don't know. <clears throat> KB97 says, I don't think 
either it's from them, but it's just a game phrase is a killer argument, suffocating valid criticism and opinions from managers. That's how I meant it. I, that's fair. I think you're, yeah, I think that's fair. Server said, I completely disagree that there isn't a relationship between card values, ROI, and watching real real football engagement. Would most people watch a Belgium game in a com in a free common game? I don't think so. Let me disagree. There isn't a relationship. Meaning the more you have invested, the more you're willing to, I just use the, like, the, the more you've spent on cards, the more willing you're to, to watch those games. I guess. Um, ben said a feature suggestion, a collections page on server data where I can see what club players currently play for in a collection. If this already exists, please show. At the moment, I end up with 20 individual tabs. We don't have that yet. No, not yet. Uh, Mike said, if InstaBuys were introduced for new in-season cards, are so we're going to be dictating market prices as there will be no equivalent secondary market cards initially? I assume so. And if they don't sell, then they lower them. But yeah, that's that's going to be uh, that's going to be tricky. Trippin B said he bought two James Sands back to back for half an ETH total. When they experimented with double auctions, I bought them like a moron. Eh. Arthur says it's safe to buy K League players. Um, I don't think it's dangerous. Not any more dangerous than any other card. I assume the K-League instant coverage is as soon as the league starts. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, the, the whole game aspect, I think, because we're playing with money, it makes it feel like it's more of a game, but it's really just a game. Sorry. And the... The reason why I say it like that, and I apologize, is because I think there are way too many people who saw a play-to-earn game. I always thought it was pay-to-earn, and that probably applies too. Like, I think falling card values... And I said, I think I said this before, but I think the the a dramatic drop in card values hid the truth that there were a lot of people who were very bad at this game and expected the game to be very easy, and that may have come from people joining at a time where you could buy a card for eighty six dollars and sell it for three hundred dollars in a matter of two weeks, and. I think you could argue that that period of time was just as detrimental as the last year has been in terms of card prices because it basically hid successful managers. And now it feels like we're getting a little bit more of a stable market. Like looking at James Sands here, it feels like this period that we're in now is a little more stable than this gigantic double middle finger. Um, like this is card price. So he was, and now he had like a transfer and everything. Um, oh no, uh, that's a Jersey mint. That's why. Um, but like from September 5th, like James Sands hasn't moved. Is that good or bad? I don't even know but it's somewhat stable, right? And so Surface has, has said this for months, like card values going up or down, whatever. Obviously we'd prefer up, but he just wants stability. Something where we're like, where we can understand price movements. And Charlie said the past six months have been very stable, which is great. What goes drastically up will likely go drastically down. Yeah, maybe. Um, but it, it, it at least feels like we now know why card prices go up and down as opposed to just all of them going down. Um, Tomato said, in my opinion, it's bad, meaning the James Sands one, because the season starts this weekend, he should go up at least a little bit. That's, and yeah, but maybe it's because he isn't a star. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I, I do think that 
the, and again, this is going to sound like I'm just like making excuses for them. I think that there is some hesitation by many users to spend money now, knowing that there are potentially gigantic changes coming and not potentially, we know there are gigantic changes coming. So like buying a James Sands card now, you're buying it now instead of when the new season cards come out and now you're not playing for cash with that card, most likely. And so I said this yesterday and Andy kind of called me out on it, but like, I, I think that there is a lot of money in so rare in people's wallets right now and they're waiting and they're waiting just because there's a lot of, there's a, just a lot of uncertainty. And while they gave us this humongous roadmap, which was great, what we don't have is the actual prize pools. And so without that, it's very difficult. You can be like, well, I'm just going to make the best things I can. But but we also just don't know if like the prices we're paying right now are good compared to what we can win later. Server said he's lost 33% of his gallery value in the last four months. I wouldn't classify that as stable. Service, do you just use like your, the, the top number? Like, I feel like your gallery, because you have a lot of scarce, meaning like super rares and uniques that like a subsequent sale of a super rare that maybe look like it had really high value because it hadn't sold in a while. And then they sell one that's much lower than the one that sold eight months ago. And that's your drop. I, I just, I don't know for sure. Um, but like I know Mbappe has been dropping. And now new auctions of Mbappe, like that'll make it drop. Um, I don't know. Um, Cybershake says the market's going to fly at the end of March. Uh, I have no idea. Uh, KB97 said performance-based price increases and decreases are very present, which is a good thing. Yeah, agreed, agreed. But I also think that that is a sign of maybe not being great at the game. Like if you're buying because of great performances, that means you didn't buy before the great performances and recognizing when a player is in a, will be in a better situation in the future, literally just like a schedule analysis. That's how you know you're better at the game, but you're right. Players who are struggling get sold off for sure. Ben said, it's hard for a price to change with 200 cards as opposed to in the past when they were around 50 more motivated sellers brings the price down. <clears throat> Ricky said it was the same this time last year. Lots of people were holding cash to buy Prem cards when they first came out. Uh, that's fair. Um, ben says the top number is inaccurate now because of the new season versus in-season price difference. I will say that... Um, Wait, server said, I look at the value of limited and rare rewards when I get them and they have dropped just as much. Okay. Uh, the, the new season, old season card values is something that we are working very hard on at Suradata in terms of providing a better visual split of how much they are and valuing cards or at least, well, we don't value cards. We show recent averages. But we do know that like when you see a floor price and it's an old season card and you have the new season card, you're not going to get that value. And so we're hoping to change, Not we are working to change that so you can get a better idea of like what your new season card is actually worth instead of being compared to old season. Um, <clears throat> Steph said, the French regulator agrees with you it's just a game. But how much money does people do people want to spend for just a game? Enough for licenses and other costs and rewards. I think that there are lots of games that people are willing to spend money on and, and have it light on fire. And the best example I always come to is golf. And when I say I come to, other people have told me, but like people spend a ton of money on golf and there's no getting money back from golf for most people. Soromoto said, I saw this week Wolves players in high demand because of the matchup reminds me of old specialist with L15-0 players. This looks like it could be a predictable pattern. Uh, the who's at home against Sheffield United is definitely a pattern. For sure. <clears throat> so so, so uh, it says, if you don't value cards, how does the sort by valuation work? It's not that we are deciding what the value of those 
is what I meant. We're just showing you what the recent averages are, and that's what the valuations we show are. Um, Miguel said, it's absolutely a game, but the money side adds such an edge of jeopardy. That's what makes the game so absorbing. The fact that most people can't have a, any player they want instantly makes you work. Yeah, it's a great game. Ben said, is FIFA Ultimate Team a game or an investment? I've, I'm assuming it's just a game. KB says, people are willing to spend hundreds of thousands for cosmetics with no chance of a weekly return or any return. And there is a trip and B video called why playing so rare is like playing golf. And everybody should go watch that in a little bit. Not yet. There is some absolute gold over on the trip and B so rare channel and not nearly enough people watch it. Um, like everybody should go over and subscribe to it. Trip and B youtube.com slash at sign, uh, trip and B underscore go. But again, watch later. Sorry, trip. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, that's, uh, that's kind of what I wanted to say about the game. Part of it is just because there's money involved doesn't mean it's not a game. And we have to recognize that. And that doesn't mean the game is perfect. And that doesn't mean that everything that we're doing is okay. But I do think that the new way forward, and by new way forward, I mean March 29th and then sometime in August, will give us a better idea of what we, or how we play the game and know if we're good at it. And it's possible that you could be really bad at the game, but just really enjoy it. And so you keep playing, keep plowing money in, because you're like, oh, maybe I'll get it this week. And that's okay. I do have this kind of weird thought recently that, and I had this thought with DFS also, that playing so rare optimally, which, so this is a conversation I should have with, with PSU fans too, because I think this is kind of the way that he looks at it, that when he makes lineups and when he buys cards, he wants the lineups that succeed the most number of times if you were to play it out a million times. And the problem that I have with, with doing the same thing is we, we will never play enough lineups to get a sample size that's big enough to show like who's good and who's not. And I think we could always theorize of like, if you look at two you know, galleries, and if even if they're similar or how people are playing their lineups, and you're like, all right, this one will beat this one 80% of the time over a million game weeks. And what happens if 90% of that 20% is what happens in the, in our our playable lifetime? And so what what do we have to like show that like, yes, this is the way the optimal way to play is the best way because it wins 80% of the time over a longer time period. But if we don't have that time period, I just, I, I like, I get it, but I'm, I think that's, I, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it yet. And I said this in DFS too, particularly with NFL, when everyone's like, no, you, if you make the optimal lineup, this lineup will hit. 80, you know, 70% of the time. And it's like, well, there's 17 game weeks. They call them just weeks. There might be 18 now in the NFL. And so making a strategy that relies on being simulated a thousand, 10,000, a hundred thousand, a million times, maybe that 10% outcome actually happens now. I think Sean's response was like, I hope more people think that so that they keep making bad lineups. But I don't know. That's another thing I've been pondering recently. Because it also leads people to making, people making suboptimal decisions, having success, and then continuing those suboptimal decisions, which probably benefits all of us. But 
doing my lineups this week, they just look like suboptimal decisions. So that happens. Uh, ben Johnson says, rumors in Russia that Vladislav Torop is getting an 18-month loan move. So we have a new U23 goalkeeper. Um, is it in Russia, though? Vladislav Torop. Who's at Cheska now? Why is nobody buying? Almost as many limiteds as rares. And nine super rares. Jeez. Um, okay. I'm probably not buying one. Rumors in Russia. <clears throat> Ali said, who cares when it's lace in season? That's fair, too. That's fair, too. Shout out Harry Trades. I almost bought a Toblason recently. What's he going for these days? Wow, none on the market. 197 rare cards, not a single one on the secondary market right now. And the last three sales were within the last day, all by traders. All right, I see you guys. Who do they have next? RWDM, whatever that is. And then home against San Gilois and away to Bruges, finishing with home against Mechelen before the split. Not bad, not bad, I guess. Um, yeah. You guys got anything else? I did tweet this yesterday, but I do think that the three shows that we did this week were like the best, one of the best weeks we've had. And maybe because we only did three instead of four. Um, that's not a shot at Sean. It was just what it was. Yeah, the U23 conversation with uh, Harry Trades was a great time. Surfula was awesome. And yeah, Nashi yesterday. Um, uh, ben Johnson, what are your gallery plans, Laird? Uh, so somebody called me out along with a few other people uh, about how I we hadn't added any cards since the announcement. And since the announcement, um, I've added one, two, three, four, five, five rare cards, a super rare, I guess technically two super rares, and um, a bunch of Premier League limiteds. Um, so to answer your question, I have no idea what I'm doing. Um, KB said there's a new update for MLB collections, it seems. Wow. How about that? Uh, Blue Tomatoes, your opinion on Pantsel in the MLS? Um, I have no opinion. Sean is an MLS and gank guy, and he thinks Pantsel will be great. But I don't, I've literally never seen him play. Not that that matters, but like never. Agree, Charlie, Surfula is great. Uh, Colonel Dickweed says Gator and Newsham taking strays. Um, I just shoot right at him. That's right, Alex, big Magnus. Let's go. Um, Agent Cooper, Laird, any joy in getting a contender super rare goalkeeper for your gallery? Um, so there's never any joy in super rare goalkeepers. Um, really? Um, I have one and he got blitzed this morning, morning for me. That's uh, Shusaku. Shusaka Nishikawa. Uh, I would like another contender super rare goalie, I think. Um, yeah. Um, Tom said, I look at so rare as a type of betting. Plenty of people are terrible at sports betting, yet continue to do so. I don't see why so rare would be any different. Uh, I think that there are. Uh, Sora Malta said, next video idea, what are you waiting for? I've been saying this to a friend who's not making moves. I think um, I think the um, um, like I understand waiting. I really do. Um, yeah, Charlie said, buy Joe Hardy's cheap. I got I got enough retired guys. Thank you. 
Mike Callahan, just had my server data subscription auto-renewed for my second full year on the platform. Love the product as well as all your content there. Thanks. Mike, thank you. Seriously. I greatly appreciate that, both being a server data member and uh, watching all the content. Appreciate it. That, that membership helps pay for this these streams. And so uh, if you're somebody who doesn't think server data is good at all, but you like the content, you could just become a member and help fund all of these videos. You don't just have to pay for all the data and tools and all of the other things that make Sorter so much easier. Um, but yeah, so I've been going back and forth. I think I have this really dumb plan where I might um, not play MLS. So um, I said on a previous show that the break, the breakup into challengers and contenders was it was actually okay for me and i think that still is the case certainly on the rare level but on the super rare level it really isn't and so i have this weird situation where i think the way that my current gallery is set up and i don't want to blow the whole thing up and start over but i think the right thing for my gallery is to play challengers super rare during the european season and then during the European off season play contenders super rare. So I have like, cause I basically have JK league, Liga MX super rares in contenders. And in challengers, I have like all the Midland guys, basically the Danish super Liga, and then like some Portuguese ones and a couple Turkey. Like I don't have a ton of, not like all over the place, uh, but I really don't have that many good MLS super rares. And so instead of plowing more money into MLS super rares, like I think being competitive in contender super rares is much closer than being competitive in challenger super rares during the European off season. And so I think I'm just going to go in that direction. So I do have some MLS super rares. If anybody wants any, like I'm selling some of them and would be happy to trade for contenders equivalent cards, um, including Brad Guzan. If anybody's really dying for a Brad Guzan super rare, I have one and I would be willing to part with it. Uh, except I think I put him in a lineup this game week, so we might have to wait. Um, Cyber Shakes, oh, coming out of Germany. Thank you. Thank you for coming. Philly Dilly, can I get a 10 second gallery review? If my super rares are strong enough to compete in classic EPL, over, I should sell and focus on rare. Sure but I'm going to, it's going to be 10 seconds. Philly Dilly, I assume you are, let's, let's all the, do this together. So the first, so we've got Luis Diaz, Premier League, you said, right? Premier League, Super Rares. No, no, I'm just kidding. Um, Pickford, Garner, Tarkowski, Iwobi. Where is Dwight McNeil? How do you have an Everton stack without Dwight McNeil? No, I think this is fine. Um, Luis Diaz is a weird fit here. At least you got the blue one. Uh, like, I almost feel like you're better off playing all Everton instead of Everton and Liverpool combined. But um, I, I don't. it's not going to hit every week. But um, yeah, I mean, they play whoever's... So service said not strong enough, need like three more cards at a minimum. Like given that you these are all of them, like you'll probably be, and you only have six total supers, like you'll be in a lower division. And if you just compete in a lower division and you're happy with whatever you get, then I think every so often it'll hit. Garner's legit though. He was on looking with looking up with Laird. Um, I don't think a is good enough. I would get Dwight McNeil for sure. Uh, Luis is Rusnak available. It's funny you say that. So I have a Albert Rusnak uh, super rare, which was the first super rare I ever bought on the platform. And while that is an MLS, you know, a challenger super rare, it's really hard for me to let it go. It's a one of 10. Like I said, it's the first one I ever bought. Um, got some nice rewards from it. Let's see. 
like eighth in America D3 back in the day, Shabilko, Mihalovic, Arias, Carlos Vela. Oh yeah, he was in a first place team. Um, and I've won like three rewards since back then. Look at that jet gap, 224, 274, 361. Ru's not going to Seattle, just kill, killed his uh, his upside, but I'm hoping this year is better. Um, Colonel Dickweed said, I feel like so many are selling their piecemeal super rares that is now possibly that it is possibly now an angle, like to buy a bunch of like mediocre super rares. Maybe. I'm trying not to. Um, Charlie said, would you be offended if I sent a trade and added 0.001 to see how much you wanted on top? Um, not offended. No, I love trade offers. That Rusnak one. Is special. That's all. Um, Casper plays in Switzerland now. Does he really? No. Whoops. He does. Lugano. Is he still just awful? Oh, he just got there. DNP in, DNP in his first game. Had no idea. How about that? What's funny is that when I won him once, as or actually I won him with that Rusnak card, and I had bought one like a week earlier. And there was a time where he was really good. And uh, it was just funny to have, end up with like two of them. But like he had some scores. Guy's gotten 100 in his locker there. Agent Cooper said, in 20 years' time, I'm sure big head MLS super rares will be in huge demand with collectors. Never never sell that, Rusnak. It's a one of 10 also. And I don't think we have to wait 20 years. Um, I mean, it might be 19, but... there's o The only thing worse than MLS big head super rares are the brown big, big head uniques which I maintain to this day are the ugliest cards on the entire platform. Although I just pulled up the Shabilko one and it actually looks pretty nice. He just, he's just happy to be here. Was not expecting us to end up at Casper Shabilko today. Man, that card was purchased for six ETH. What a time to be alive. The last one was bought for 0. 0.4. Man. Yeah, the brown uniques are awful. Agreed, KB. Um, quick reminder to everybody, go upgrade your Sora data app. A bunch of people were saying they were having problems with notifications and whatnot, but upgrade and then hopefully everything's better. Um, Agent Cooper says, I always think of a new user's reaction when they first come across an old MLS big head on the secondary market. <laughs> KB, best cards on the platform are all-star super rare NBA cards. All-star super rare. Did everybody get one? Like I just looked up, I'm looking up Jalen Brunson. Did he get, he's an all-star. Uh, that's the Christmas one. I don't think, I haven't seen one. He's a Christmas unique too. God, it's a great card. My boy. Not my card, unfortunately. Alex said, I didn't get a Hoffmeyer last man tackled notification. Did he get one? Arthur, is Jersey Mints better for collections than First Mints? Uh, they're the same, I believe, for collection purposes. Not I say, I, I believe. David said, I just bought the star membership and I've never been more fascinated. Firstly, thank you. Uh, secondly, welcome. And let's go. Let's go. So nobody's gotten Hoffmeyer last man tackle. Who the hell is Hoffmeyer? Marcel Hoffmeyer from Paderborn? Is that who we're talking about? Didn't get one for Hanko's yesterday as well. Interesting. Was it, KB, was that a last man tackle? Um, 
Service said first mints are better because sometimes they're Jersey mints, but never vice versa. But aren't sometimes Jersey mints first mints? I think it, it actually is vice versa because they're the same, no? Um, so you guys got cl clearance off the line notifications, but not last man tackles, just to confirm, just so I can let our guys know. But also, if you ever have that instance, if you could please email support at soradata.com, that's the easiest one, like path to make sure something can get addressed. Um, <clears throat> but let me tell the guys, hold on one second. Um, oh, but Alex said he got them. Oh man. Hoy Brayton got a last man tackle. I was looking at his super speaking of super rares for contenders. I was looking at a Hoy Brayton super rare. Cause I have the Nishigawa super rare. Um, but yeah. And now he's got a last man tackle. Um, yeah. What else we got? It's been what, 61 minutes? Got a few hundred people here. A few hundred. We have about a hundred people here. You guys can please like the video. That's really nice and helpful. It's apparently not helpful, but it makes me feel good. So if you could do that. Um, so yeah, <clears throat> next week, I think we're going back to somewhat of a regular schedule content wise. I assume there'll be a Monday show with Sean and then Tuesday with Gator Guy. And then God knows what happens after that. Um, actually, I think we have a, there is a Sora Andrews topic already. I forgot. So part of the week is already planned. Um, Agent Cooper says, anyone excited to see what the new card designs are going to look like this season? For some reason, I think Sora are going to do something a bit funky, especially for J and K League cards. 4D maybe? What I really liked that they haven't done in any subsequent card, although the the J and K League cards last year were really nice, but what I really liked was the MLS like badge in the background of MLS cards. Um, let me pull one up, and I I'm trying to pull up them. Here it is. So, like on the messy card, like you see the MLS background like behind them i think that's a really cool touch it's a thousand dollars for the one of Lionel messi inter miami card good i don't know toby said howdy i'll go back to the start but always fun when the priority lineup is dead two hours after the new game week starts because dammers got benched ah that's why we need multi-entry I'm actually curious how people are going to do multi-entry, like how many people are going to really prioritize getting as many of the same, not necessarily the same lineups, but um, something like that. Agent Cooper said 4D, now we're smelling our JPEGs. I mean, who doesn't? Am I right? Um, yeah, I don't know, we'll see. I would, I would assume that they'll be out soon i have no idea when mls has officially started like we had one instance where um or we had a, like almost an immediate instance in j league too where they were like new cards will be released when the new season start and now we've had two new seasons start and we don't have any cards and so um i don't know we'll see what happens i don't know <clears throat> Philly Dilly said, I think multi-entry is great for moving up. Hopefully you're winning with three lineups to fund gallery expansion. Yeah. Oh, Hartel scored. That's who it was. I was going to make a, a two nothing now. I was going to make a St. Pauli stack because I have a Vasilj. Um, I was going to do Hartel Saliakas to add and I didn't. Saliakas three fouls in 35 minutes. Way to go. Um, 
the second division goat is back. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm not doing that. So I forget who I was talking to because they were like, definitely don't do that. Who was it? I don't even remember now. Apologies to whoever I talked to about that because I forgot already. Um, but I've got Vasilj set up in Cap 220 Rare this week, along with a Messy Limited. So we'll see what happens. Um, I think I'm just... Oh, wait a minute. Yeah, I'm just... Blue Tomato said don't do it because they'll get promoted. I thought about that. But maybe... Oh, man, why... I don't know why I'm... 3 nothing. Wow. Let's go. Vasilj Assist, maybe? Um, anyway... That's all I got. I'm just rambling at this point. So to save you guys from just watching me ramble, um, let's just go enjoy St. Pauli for a little bit. And then in 54 minutes, we find out if Gator Guy has Mbappe or not. So Hartel Assist, of course, the GOAT. Um, so yeah, thanks for everyone for coming. If you could please like, subscribe, all that good stuff. The I think the content on server data has been really good recently. And I realize I'm like literally patting my um sorry. Onda said I wasn't here at the start, but but this caught my eye. But why I hate the term it's just a game is it wasn't is it wasn't I joined or many others. People got lured in with the hope to win big. If it is just a game, where is the need to go up? I think you can still win big on so rare but maybe we caught that and you can catch the end of that or the catch that later but if not then please like leave a comment below and we'll we'll address that too as well uh, don't worry about it um appreciate that surface yeah so i i think um i talked to a few people before we did this but this like change to the SoRare data show I think it's kind of opened us up to more topics that it's not like I'm you know, Gator guy and I are forced to talk about uh, limited cards one week where if we want to talk about the super rares and the same with just everything that goes on on the channel, I think this daily show is just uh, opening up a little more than we were discussing previously. So I appreciate everybody who has been uh, who's been watching or listening, uh, on Spotify or Apple anywhere, but yeah, we're going to keep it going. And so if there are anything, any topics you want that you think that we should discuss or people that, uh, that I should have on, uh, I'd love to, to hear about it. So hit me up. Uh, Twitter's probably the easiest at Andrew M Laird, but, uh, discord's also there. I think it's Andrew M Laird there as well. Um, if it's on my, my, uh, Sorer page anyway, whatever it is. Um, so yeah. Really, thank you to everybody for watching. Obviously, that's a big part of it as well. Is that uh, enough of you are watching? And so that's really helpful and great. And yeah, we'll have five more shows next week. So thank you to everybody and good luck this game week.